Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Shit You Wish Your Building Did. This is the podcast where technology experts tell you how to make your building smarter. Today, we're speaking to Lindsay Close from Intelligence Fusion. How should the smart building industry think about threat intelligence? Recent global events have reminded us again of the importance of accurate intelligence when it comes to security. So how should professionals responsible for the safety of commercial buildings be thinking about it? So stick around for this important conversation with Lindsay. And if you're serious about making your commercial building smarter, then you're in the right place. Every episode, we talk to an expert in their field and discuss practical business advice on how to implement technology in buildings. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to like the episode. And if you subscribe to the channel, you'll be notified when we publish new content. So let's go. Great. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. And um, obviously, I I asked you to come on today because I wanted to talk about uh, threat intelligence. And something, of course, that you and your company have been doing for a while. And I think probably a good place to start would be, you know, for the people who may not really understand it or or know what it is, can you just give us a quick description? Yeah, so um, Intelligence Fusion is a threat intelligence software platform. So ultimately, we alert businesses of physical security threats that may impact their operations, people, assets, or even their reputation. Mm. Um, So... Prior to starting here, I worked within the built space, so I, I feel like I've got a good understanding of threats that could impact sort of facility managers, building managers, the construction industry, mm-hmm. um, things that could cause risk or disruption to their operations as a result of that. Okay, and you um, de- you deliver this as a um, as a software uh, package, right? That- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, it's a software platform. So ultimately, threat intelligence is information about emerging active or historical incidents that might impact your business so it provides that context that can aid with planning and strategy but also allow you to be more proactive as opposed to reactive okay and incidents i mean that's an interesting thing in itself right like what do you define as an incident and i guess there are different grades of of what, what they are as well right yeah i mean it's, it is very complex. We've got 159 um, different iconography types on the platform. So that shows kind of the breadth of incidents that we cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we also have a severity scale as well. So we, we log them in terms of like whether they're significant or insignificant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are so many different um, incident types that could impact an organization and could cause disruption. Um, so I think it's definitely, it's worthwhile reviewing and for the built space in particular, you know, there's a lot of threats that, you know, might not be considered, you know, Mm -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. activism is, is huge today. Um, it's increasing year on year criminality in around your assets, even things like travel disruption or natural hazards can have a big impact on, on businesses. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So you put, you, you mentioned some interesting things there activism isn't something that gets mentioned as much right as terrorism and crime i mean we Mm. in our business we look as well at like a lot of um security technology um Mm -hmm. i mean yeah how how 
how do you I mean how's that impacted what you guys do activism and again I suppose like why is that important to professionals who run commercial buildings so we're getting more and more requests to be honest from companies across a range of industries asking for information about activism because it is so big right now and it can cause so much disruption um so we actually map um planned protests as well as protests so we can forewarn our um, clients in advance. So if we know there's going to be a protest in a couple of months' time, we know the location of it, we can make our clients aware of that, we can send alerts so that they can then put plans in place to divert operations or maybe get their employees to work from home that day if that's going to cause disruption. Because things like protests, they can be quite insignificant, but they can cause a lot of travel disruption, Mm -hmm. they can get quite violent they can, you know, often it can turn vandalism. It can cost security teams a lot of time and money. Mm. Um, but ultimately, it can also just increase the risk of your employees' safety, but, you know, also just the general public as well. Mm-hmm. And with threat intelligence, I mean, we've mentioned some examples there, but, I mean, how does it go beyond just safety of staff and, and assets? Like, how, what else can, can it sort of be used for? Yeah, so I think when it comes to kind of going beyond safety, you know, ultimately it allows a business to plan and prepare and carry on operating as normal and potentially in quite a volatile landscape. So it just allows businesses to run as normal, really. It gives them that extra layer of intelligence, layer of information that allows them to do everything that they want to do and carry on operating. Um, But when I was thinking about this, you know, it kind of it also feeds into ESG. So I think having accurate, verified information allows businesses to visualize the consequences of not complying with ESG. Mm. But it also helps businesses be more aware of ESG factors, which, as I've said, can aid with planning and strategy development. Um, so by incorporating threat intelligence, it demonstrates a commitment to responsible business operations. But it can also enhance a company's reputation. It can attract socially conscious investors. And it can also improve just long-term sustainability in general as well. Mm. You mentioned something earlier about uh, remote working. Whether, Mm. say, for example, there's a traffic incident or even some kind of activism or something, you can divert people back to work from home, which I think is, I mean, it's so relevant for people who are managing office space and commercial buildings. I mean, we're dealing with this sort of hybrid uh, working environment now anyway, where we're trying to balance the the two things. So, yeah, I mean, if you can reduce the amount of time uh, that somebody spends traveling or let's say divert them back home if if they know that they're going to have to spend too much time traveling in, I mean, there's a massive um, productivity gain there as well, I guess. Definitely. And I think, you know, most organizations, your employees are your greatest asset. Um, so why would you not want to do everything you can to safeguard them and protect them? Um, so it is kind of like an enhancement. It's it's a, enabling businesses to empower their people, to give them the choice, mm. um, but also, you know, increasing that awareness. Mm. And I mean, we talked about like operational efficiency a bit about productivity there what about like continuity i mean can you 
Can you put that in uh, in context for, let's say, facilities managers? Um, I mean, how how should they think about it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I think in terms of business continuity, as I said before there, it's ultimately just about keeping a business running as normal, as normal as possible. Mm. Um, so I think this is when things like predictive intelligence come into play. So again, that element of being proactive and stopping issues before they have a big impact or before they escalate further. Mm. Um, so we report on things such as um, emerging threats. So we've got a team of analysts who work on a 24-hour basis monitoring the global threat landscape. Um, they are experts within the regions that they analyze. So they are the best people to be able to review the current situation and look for these emerging threats. Mm. So these are effectively threat warnings that we can pass on to our um, subscribers mm -hmm. and let them know that there may be a situation that could develop. Um, so within that, they look at the most likely and most dangerous course of action. So it gives our subscribers the ability to look at sort of the best and worst case scenario that could happen and then put mitigation plans in place. Mm. Um, so I think that's a big part of business continuity, being able to be aware of that kind of information. Um, but also, like I've said, things like planned protests, like as I've mentioned, that's one of the, the biggest kind of threat types that customers come to us interested in. Mm. So being able to know when there's going to be disruption um, is also really desirable. And... Our analysts also add a lot of commentary into incidents within the platform. So again, they share their insights. So mm. it allows employee, um, it allows customers, sorry, to gauge a level of risk and then preempt disruption. That's really interesting. These sort of, I mean, that's a kind of very human analysis, isn't it? As well, like you've got these actual people who, with expert knowledge, I mean, how do they go about doing this? Is do they have themselves human sources or are they combining different different sources of information yeah it's it's a mix so we pride ourselves on you know being human led um every incident is verified before it's mapped on the platform so it adds that extra layer of trust and confidence in us our subscribers know that once something is mapped on our platform it is verified and they can trust that therefore they can make decisions with confidence um, we do also use some sort of automated scraper tools as well, um, but everything is reviewed by an actual human being before it is mapped, okay. um, because we think that is, you know, very important. And that's what you mean by verification, that someone, yeah. is, someone actually checks it and then what looks for other sources to sort of... Um, yeah, I mean, all of our incidents are backed up by sources on the platform as well, so nothing is kind of just put on there as an opinion, for instance, like everything has a credible source to back it up. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's something that we, is very important to us. And I'm bringing it back to physical security. So I'm thinking like video management, um, access control. I mean, everything now we're, we're bringing these kind of systems are being brought together um, integrated so security managers have like a you know a view of of their building i mean how mm -hmm. how should they think about 
threat intelligence. Is there a way of then integrating that into security platforms? Yeah, I mean, obviously within the built space, you know, I'm very aware that there's lots of kind of disparate systems and there's a desire to to integrate a lot of these systems and mm. to share data. Mm. Um, so within our platform, we do have a REST API, which people can buy and integrate with. So, you know, in theory, this is something that could be possible. You could integrate with mm. our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess if you were a facilities management company and you had sort of an access control app or something like that, that employees or tenants may use to gain access to a building, mm. Often we're seeing these sort of apps become more about an experience. So whether that's like, I don't know, it's like Pizza Friday in the canteen or whatever it might be, you know, there's various news alerts come through it. And so in theory, if we were to integrate with an app like that, we could create more of a holistic experience for tenants and employees, which is focused around safety and empowering them with information that they need to do their job more effectively. So that could be in the form of a news feed, for instance. Mm. Um, and because our data is accurately geolocated, it could just feature incidents that are nearby where you are currently located, mm-hmm. um, or it could be within a couple of miles radius, or you could have the option to filter that. Um, you know, one of the biggest reasons that people use our platform is for travel. You know, I think when employees are traveling for work, their level of risk increases dramatically. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, being able to have an app or even if, you know, a subscriber to our platform would access all of this as well. Um, But being able to conduct a risk assessment, save all critical documentation in one central source that improves communication, but then also look at the threats around the destination you're traveling to. Mm look at the route that you're traveling. Are there any areas that are seen as higher risk? Do you want to potentially take a different route? And this can also be like really important for supply chain um, risk mitigation as well. So when you think of how vast supply chains can be, um, it allows you to kind of be proactive and look at areas that you might want to change. Um, Again, like there's been loads of instances where you might want to, maybe there's been some sort of like blockage in a canal or something and you might not want to wait however many days for your packages or your supplies to be taken off this. So you might decide that you want to increase the cost of postage and you might want to fly that out to customers instead as opposed to just tell them there's been a delay. You can be proactive and you can look at other solutions. That's really interesting. I didn't even consider that as a possibility but yeah of course um ties into the whole i mean it's not just one part of business continuity is it about the people is lots of different areas oh, interesting yeah is there sort of like a typical client that you have um i mean what kind of people use this at the moment yeah i mean we work across such a vast range of industries you know we obviously monitor the globe and we monitor 100 and dif- 159 different incident types. So mm. it can be relevant to a lot of different industries. Um, we do work with facility management companies. We also work with manufacturing companies. So like I said, um, mapping out supply chains and looking for risks and vulnerabilities within the supply chain. Um, similar kind of thing with pharmaceutical companies. Um, also, you know, oil and gas mining companies. 
uh, travel companies. There's lots of scope where threat intelligence can add a lot of value to lots of different industries. Do you also work with uh, public uh, entities, governments uh, or, or NGOs? Yeah, we do. Um, we've got a few different clients that fall into that category that are currently subscribers of the platform. We've also got the um, Dutch MOD, um, are a client as well, um, the Met Police. So we can offer um, a lot of value to these kind of organizations as well. And I think a lot of the time it can be the historical information that we hold on the platform that is seen mm -hmm. as valuable as well. So we've got over a million historical incidents mapped. Okay. So it's a good database to be able to refer back to. And like I said, add that extra layer of context. If you're planning something, you might want to look back at how things have mapped out previously. And that could be a good kind of starting point. Well, that's super interesting because, I mean, that a, a, could be a rich source of information for, well, a lot of different reasons. The amount of data there that you can collect and like look at trends over time and where things are happening and when and like the inference you can get from that. I mean, is that do you, you have clients use it in that way or do you actually use it yourself yeah. like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we use it like that, um, but also a lot of our clients do as well. Um, we've also got some clients who they might have a subscription to the platform, but they also pay for custom paid reports. So they might have a particular niche interest um, and our analysts can then write these reports based on whatever their interests are. It could be a particular region um, mm. and it could be after like geopolitical information and analysis about that. Um, and our analysts can write that for them on a monthly basis or however often they want that. But that can kind of accompany the data we have on the platform and add that extra level of insight as well. Mm. One thing you mentioned earlier about workplace experience, <clears throat> I think that's super interesting because as you said, like we, there's like a whole category of apps now that, that manage that experience for employees. And you mentioned access control, so it can, it can look at that and like there's lots of different sources of information. And, and as you said, like they're, they're being given information about what type of uh, events are happening within the company or stuff so it uh -huh. would make a lot of sense to be able to put into that alerts around maybe traffic issues or activism that's happening in the area as well that sounds really interesting yeah definitely i mean you know we've we've seen recently extinction rebellion oops sorry the light has gone out <laughs> it's all right we can still see you <laughs> I'm just going to move around. <laughs> <laughs> Some example of intelligent lighting there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, we've obviously seen examples quite recently of activists like Extinction Rebellion and yeah. Just Stop Oil um, causing a lot of disruption. And I think being able to make employees aware of things like that, like I said, it, it might not be something that escalates. It might be something mm -hmm. quite low level. But if you are a company that offers the ability to work from home, pushing out an alert like that to all staff to let them know could increase productivity, could decrease risk. It could just make things a lot easier. Mm. Um, I think recently, just as an example, um, Last Generation or another sort of activist group that operate primarily in Germany, 
Um, and they've recently been protesting a lot at a lot of universities around the area. Um, and they've also been vandalizing like landmarks, such as the Brandenburg Gate or causing mm-hmm. disruption at the Berlin Marathon and different things like that. So if you had a facility within Germany or facilities, you might be want you might want to be kept aware of that particular activist. You might want alerts about activity that they're conducting within a certain mile radius of your assets. Um, they also recently conducted a lot of disruption at airports in Germany where they glued themselves to runways. So that obviously had yeah. a massive impact on travel disruption. Mm-hmm. Flights were cancelled. So, yeah, I think obviously it can be very localised. You can look at intelligence in terms of threats to your particular business, the area you operate within, but also sort of national and global events or incidents that could have a knock-on effect on your business. Mm. Oh, no, great points. And look, th- thanks for sharing your uh, your insights today. I think, again, I think just a different perspective. I think, you know, in our my little world of building technology, we don't or we always some like miss some of these things like threat intelligence. It's not something that's like on our radar. So I think it's really interesting yeah. to uh, get your perspective. Finish off one last question for you. Okay. If there was one thing that you want people to take away from this conversation, what, what would it be? It's a difficult one. I feel like a lot of what we've discussed today has been based around how volatile landscapes can be. Obviously, mm-hmm. Businesses are currently operating in a very fast-paced world and change is constant. So threats can emerge swiftly and often without warning, which leads to widespread damage and disruption. Um, So I think if I wanted people to take something away from this podcast, it would be business decisions should be based on fact as opposed to guesswork. And um, I think all too often we miss out on that. Um, Mm. As I said, you know, your people are your greatest assets. So safeguarding them should be your number one priority. Um, And our aim is ultimately to work with security teams, be an extension of your security team Mm. um, and empower professionals to do their job confidently and effectively. Um, So, yeah, and we do have um, a white paper, which is um, focused around threats impact in the facilities management industry as well, which is it's a free guide people can access um, so happy to sort of share the link for that as well. If, yeah, um, please do. I'll put a link to, to it. In, I'll put a link to it in the show notes for sure. And Perfect. that great. Thanks for finishing on that and a really interesting topic. Thanks for sharing your insight. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Yeah. And thanks everyone for listening. Bye for now.